coming to get you. The persons who have recently died have been returning to life. Have been returning to life. The Fear Central Radio Show. Hey fellow horror fans, welcome to the Fear Central Radio Show. I am your host Mike and uh, my co-hosts this week are... Heather. Paul. As always, my faithful, loyal co-hosts that are always here. Get off my leg, Paul. But we are continuing Heller's history, and this time we are doing part nine, which takes us from 1995 to 99. And we're going to party just like that, too. Like, I did. Uh, like, like lame teenagers ridden by Kevin Williamson? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we're going to party right there. <laughs> hey, this was my teenage years. It this was, was my teenage years, too. This, this was my not teenage years. Well, this was my <laughs> preteen to teenage years. Oh, this was full on teenage years for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 15 to 19. Teenage years were, uh, were, were in the rear view mirror for me. Yeah. It's because yeah. you're you and Dirt. I know. Me and Dirt. That's why I have no friends. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Y'all said that last week. I have no friends. That's we why I keep us. begging for people to comment. <laughs> yes, out there. Here oh, oh, okay, you have okay. friends. Oh, that's true. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <coughs> like you were saying, this seems to be the period of teen, teen as, movies. As far as, the block, as far as the ones in the theater, it was right. definitely a teen era. Yeah. Although it was the R-rated teen era because... True. Because we're still trailing off the end of the 80s and early mm-hmm. 90s. So, I mean, that's why you get stuff like, you know, H2O, which yeah. is still a good... Horror rated movie, uh, horror. That one's Kevin Williamson too. Horror rated movie. <laughs> horror, rated. horror rated, huh? Well, now I think we watch different versions of H two O. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like as far as what was in the theater, it was almost all Kevin Williamson because yeah. the writer of Dawson's mm-hmm. Creek gave us Halloween H two O, The Faculty, mm-hmm. the Scream movies. Mm-hmm. I know what you did last summer, and mm-hmm. I still know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. Urban Legend. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the second Urban Legend. Uh, that one came out a few years later. It was a good that, take on the you, film, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, we will. Um, but we have another Candyman coming out in 95. Farewell um, to the Flesh. Yeah, Farewell to the Flesh. I just like Tony Todd. He's, he's um, Him and Robert man. England, you seem to see in all kinds of horror films everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one was solid in that it was sort of... It had more gothic sensibility yeah. than the first one did. Yeah. He so, wasn't in the hood. Now, this one was still in Louisiana, right? This one was This one was set during Mardi Gras. That's yeah. why it's called Farewell to the Flesh. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the first one wasn't in... Wasn't in no, 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 it was in Chicago. No, it was in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Cabrini Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This um, one was definitely this one was definitely New Orleans. New Orleans. And for those of you that watched HBO a lot during this time, we had Tales of the Crypt going on. So then they start bringing out the movies with Bordello of Blood and Demon Knight and all that other stuff. I love those. One um, year after another. One year after know. another. We started with Demon Knight though. Demon yes. Knight. They made a third one. Did you see it? Uh, it was like kind of like uh, that one was that one was outside of this period. It was like yeah. twelve years later. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was all like voodoo, voodoo stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Demon Knight is epic. Yeah, I love Bill, Demon Knight. I, I gotta admit to a little bit of man crush on Billy Zane. Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, he, somebody in this room had to, and it definitely was not me. Oh, Chris would have too. He was he was really solid in that movie. Yeah. Like whenever he's whenever he's doing the whole seductive thing or uh, the seductive thing, trying to bring people in, you know, and turn them, possess right. them, and everything. 
Yeah, so, so our list here is saying it had Jada Pinkett Smith. Yep. But don't think she was Smith at that she point. She was not Smith She at was that just point. Pinkett. Yes. Yeah, there, that was a solid cast all the way yeah. around, though. Uh, Thomas oh, yeah. Hayden Church was in there, Brenda Bacay. Mm-hmm. Um, William Sadler. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was really good. And, and I like the fact that it really didn't, you know, like when they did the Twilight Zone film, uh, you know, that mm-hmm. time way after Twilight Zone ended, yeah. And whatever. This didn't seem to take away from the show. Because you really didn't see the Crypt Keeper it was, like it, you do in the show. No, he was in the he was in the opening and opening. the he was in the opening and the ending. But there was a great yeah. little John Larroquette cameo in the yeah. opening too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always found it interesting that uh, one of the um, executive producers for Tales from the Crypt was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was, really? It was a they're pretty some power hitters that brought that up though. Yeah. Um, Robert Zemeckis, of course, was the front was a show leader, right. and he's he produces a fair a fair amount of this list too. Yeah, this was his era. Um, then we got Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, one it, of the few, I think that was the last one Pleasant's got to be in before he passed. Yes. Yeah. It is a very divisive film among fans. Although they just put out that director's cut. Yeah. Not too long ago, right? Which is supposed to please some some people that have gone back and watched it. Yeah, I know Paul Rudd was in that one. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lord of Illusions. I think we kind of. <clears throat> I think this is the one I keep confusing within the Math of Madness. Okay. Because I keep thinking in the Math of Madness is a Clive Barker story, and we talked about that last week. Um, but it's actually Lord of Illusions. Stylistically, they're a little similar. Yeah. I guess I can see that. The color palettes are really similar. Yeah. Um, no, this one this one starts out with that cult based off the magicians or whatever. Right. They like put that screw mask on uh, the devil from Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what's his name? I don't know. Daniel von Bard. Bard? Maybe. Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. There was that one. Was, that one. That one takes a viewing. Like you watch it once, and you're like, "That was okay." And if you watch it, if you watch it again, you catch a whole lot more. Yeah. Same thing with the the in the mouth of, in the mouth of madness. Mm-hmm. You have to if you have to you have to watch it two or three to, good times to just go, "Oh, I I missed that before." Mm-hmm. Well, kind of like Heather did with the witch. Yeah. Although. It took me a couple times for that one. I can yeah. imagine that. Um, and one that you say you haven't seen and claim to be a Robert Englund fan. <laughs> I know. The Mangler. The Mangler. That's a good yeah, one. I, and it's Toby Hooper. I can't believe I haven't seen it. And I may have and just completely erased it out of my memory. Why would you do that? It's good. I don't good. know because there's so much in here. I, don't, I only have so much room because it's shrinking. Oh. It's a pretty... <laughs> It's pretty grisly. Yeah. It is pretty grisly, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, how bad could it be when there's a, you know, haunted folding machine involved? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's really it, it the sound of it really sounds like it should be comedic, but it's yeah, really it's, not. It's really no, not. not. It, it, it is grim. Really not. And it seems very reminiscent of the old 50s the mangler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but this is not a person. This is a demon. No, I, th- possessed. I, think, I think he's talking about like you know the the naming Which style. Sh- yeah. yeah, the like, naming style because yeah. it seems like it should have been a William Castle. Yeah, yeah. the mangler. It, the mangler. 
it wouldn't be out of place with stuff like the Tingler or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, a lot more bloody. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a lot. Um, one of my all-time favorites of that period, The Prophecy. Mm-hmm. Really love Christopher Walken in that one. I thought it was done very, very well. It is. The whole notion of an angel war without even talking about the other side of the scale. Right. Right. And it's very... It, they, it being... Was it direct-to-video? I know I think it was, it I think it was lower budget if it wasn't yeah. theatrical release. I know, I know two was, but I don't remember if the first one went theater or not. Yeah, I remember the second one had Jessica Biel. <laughs> yeah. Young um, Jessica Biel. Yeah. It, but it, it did a good job of making it smaller scale to work with the budget. Right. So it was almost directed sort of film noir, even yeah, though it yeah. was talking about heaven and hell and Archangel Gabriel and all that. Yeah. It was all right. I mean, I, I like how they intertwined it with uh, Native American shamanism and stuff, which doesn't even care about angels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah, Species. I remember Species. Another... Uh, Giger uh, influenced creatures. Yes. Yeah. With uh, the trappings of a Cinemax film. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sil. Sil. That was the, yeah. the girl's name was Sil. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. was the sensual extraterrestrial thing. Yeah. With young Michelle Williams playing her in the no. first scene. Yeah. Mm, yeah. First scene. Yeah. For, yeah when she was young. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Interesting story when she, when the I can't remember her name um, Natasha Henstridge yes um, when she finally did something outside of Species mm-hmm. it was some Jean Claude Van Damme movie yeah, I was like yeah. watching it going she looks familiar then she took her shirt off and I was like Species <laughs> <laughs> it's like I know those breasts anywhere <laughs> uh, yeah later on. When we get to three, it becomes almost downright mm-hmm. porn. Um, Tales from the Hood, y'all, y'all talked to. I know I've seen it, but it was just it's like... It's greatness. It's it, it's one of those that you put on and you kind of giggle. And you should probably be drinking when you're watching it. If you're a white person from... Maybe visiting your the neighbors. The country. I, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. visit your neighbors. <laughs> I liked it. It... it. I don't know. I don't know if it go. I would go so far to say it's doing the black exploitation thing, but it's definitely like urban revisionism of some classic stories. Yeah. Well, I mean, but what I'm got, saying the, is, like the best segments in it. One is about a child who's being abused, and yeah. it, like this drawing of this monster that he he has this drawing of a monster that terrorizes him at night, and it ends up being David Allen Greer from In Living Color playing this abusive alcoholic dad. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and I he, kind of vaguely remember and that. And then he starts like tearing up the drawing, and it starts yeah. messing up David Allen Greer. But right. also, Corbin Burnson, who's wanting to... Uh, He's like a senator, and he's wanting to like tear down this section of town or whatever, right. like, and like mm-hmm. bring a bunch of people out. And it has all this old dolls, like old doll plantation. Yeah. Now that you're talking about, it, I do vaguely remember <laughs> some of it. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to talk, we have to talk about the Renee Zellweger, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre. <sighs> do we have to? No. Okay, we don't have to. Technically a remake. <laughs> called, called a sequel, but technically a yeah, remake. Yeah, it was a remake. Yeah. But you do have Matthew McConaughey with a pneumatic leg. Right. Screaming, get her leather. We've got more fun today. Yeah. It was, he was out there in that one, too. He just... 
Mm-hmm. He was he was still high from uh, <laughs> from uh, what's the um, crap? Come on, Paul. Dazed and confused. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. My yeah, yeah, brain yeah. went dead. Maybe I was dazed and confused doing um, that. And then we have a statutory by that point. Yeah. Then we have uh, Eddie Murphy's <laughs> attempt to try and get out of comedy. Oh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah. But it, there was a lot of comedy in that movie. That was actually because of the studios. Was it? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm reading. Wes Craven's biography, mm-hmm. and uh, he said that he can't. Uh, Eddie Murphy had come up to him and said, "I want to take a break from comedy. I want to do a serious horror film, mm-hmm. and I know you're one of the greats." Yeah, and they were like, "Okay, we'll do this." He wants to be a vampire, whatever, and the studio went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! You make good horror. That's true, but you're funny. We cannot have Eddie Murphy in a non-funny movie." Yeah. So he tried to play everything as seriously as possible but then it was shot he had to put in all the extra people to bring you know like his ghoul and all his extra parts and i don't know what that says that's i don't know what that says though i don't know what that says then angela bassett is dead serious in that yes i remember that yes i think i remember my favorite part of it (laughs) kadena hardison though Easy, baby Cujo. Baby Cujo. You might as well come in because you got him barking now. (laughs) This is becoming a habit. (laughs) Wow. The newly minted adult. Right. (laughs) Okay, then. I don't remember being that um, spaz-tastic. Right. I mean, yeah, we had our teenage angst back then, but that was just prop your foot on a wall, grab smoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grab anyway, um, but yeah, Angela Bassett was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but that, like I was saying, I think I really remember liking Kadeem Hardison as his ghoul or whatever. Yeah, the be- like the the best. He brought the comedy. Yeah, you know, with his parts falling off, and he's mm-hmm. like, man. <laughs> and then the guy playing his grandpa was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, Eddie Murphy wanted, he didn't even want any of that. He wanted a straight up serious vampire film for him to get a break from what he'd been doing. Right. I think I think it would have played better all the way all around if it didn't do a retread on Dracula. Yeah. Probably I mean, true. It, it, feel, it felt like a 90s era blaxploitation yeah. version of Dracula. And you kind of thought it was going to work at the beginning when he was on the ship or the plane or mm-hmm. whatever he was on. And then it's when he landed and then ran into his ghoul is when it just kind of turned back to, oh, this is a Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah. Um, we talked about the original one of this a few shows back. John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. We also one, we also touched on the remake. A we did bit. touch on the remake. Uh, Christopher Reeve, Kirstie Alley. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, because we touched on the fact that in color, we thought I thought it was a little more creepy because the kids were with the glowing red eyes had the glowing eyes that mm-hmm. you could really tell versus the black and white, which yeah, it's harder to show that contrast. Yeah, um, John Carpenter just direct, directs the ending well. Like the yeah. ending is very is very tense with the yeah. bomb and everything like that right so it the yeah. original the original has that element in there but it's it does it doesn't play right quite as tense as the remake does true so that's actually one remake i'll go for yeah um 
Well, that, that's pretty much 95 into 96. <laughs> yeah, we're zooming through this one pretty quick. Says, I don't know. I just wasn't a big late 90s kind of. I don't know. I watched a ton uh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. Uh, the Craft. I liked The Cruise Craft. Watched that a lot in high school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's rumors of them working on remake or reboot one or the other nostalgia yeah Feruza Balk kind of pissed <laughs> off about that yeah um and then oh where you went today Heather <gasps> the dentist I love that movie <laughs> love that movie the main thing I remember about it is the close up drill scene yes Yes. Makes your mouth hurt. It kind of does, but I've never had the the, the fear of dentists. I've, I've never, that's never been my thing. I mean, yeah. even after seeing the movie, I'm still not scared to go to the dentist. Now, you take someone who is afraid to go to the dentist and you show them said movie. Mm-hmm. And then you take yeah. them to the dentist. And I really yeah. think that was kind of the ploy is everybody's afraid of the dentist. We'll just make a dentist movie. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not afraid of the dentist. Yeah. No. Um... Michael J. Fox. Frighteners. Frighteners. Watched that last night. Did you really? Yeah. It was a great film. It is a great film. Have you, have, have you all scary, seen the, but Have you seen the director's cut? I don't think I no. have. No. Director's cut makes it so much better. Is it as different as the Cabal cut is the Nightbreed? Uh, it, the, the thing about the theatrical cut is it didn't technically remove any of the main plot. Right. What it removed was a lot of character moments. Oh, uh, okay. So okay, like, okay. so the ghosts in it, right. like Stu and uh, uh, Cyrus, they, they don't feel as much like one-note characters. Oh, okay. Like, okay. They've, they've got a lot more jokes and everything, but they're actually played a little bit. So, like, whenever they end up getting dispatched by death midway, it actually... Makes sense. Gotcha. It, okay. it actually bears a little drama to gotcha. it. Gotcha. But gotcha. it... Uh, it's insane because, like, the, uh, if you watch the director's cut, it starts with an intro with Peter Jackson talking about that movie's responsible for Lord of the Rings. Really? Because huh. he had bought 15 computers to do all these 500 special effects that are in that movie. Right. And so they were finishing up a post production. Everybody's like tearing their hair out. And he, but Peter Jackson's mainly like, what do I do with all these computers once I'm done with right? this? <laughs> so the, and then he got these, like, I'll do a fantasy film. And then he started making the phone calls for Lord of the Rings. And right. the most production on well, There you go. Awesome. Um, from Dust Till Dawn. I liked that Good. One. If, if you, <laughs> I liked it. I, it was all right. I, I mean, mean, you know. Salman Hayek is, with a giant boa constrictor on our shoulders. It, it's it yeah. is a it's really it's really solid. Now, now if now and I have I have to admit some of these I have not seen since the nineties and some of them I have. It's not one that I when I see it on I immediately turn to it. Right. There are others on this list that I do. Yeah. Well, you know. you, you do have you do have a child that's fairly young. Like, and it's not that there's a whole lot of nudity in that movie, but the dialogue and yeah. it might be a little bit much yeah a little bit i love cheat i love cheech as the promoter outside the club yes. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. but wow that's not something you want a kid quote well no no, <laughs> no. but in the other part of that is is that there's a lot of these movies that i won't let charlie watch yet mm-hmm. he's not going to be watching said movies quite yet you ever listen to lords of acid yes i took their song of that appendage mm-hmm. or area mm-hmm. and mixed it with Cheech. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I called it from dust till P. 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 Yes. 
We'll just leave it there. Why am wow. I? Why am I centering myself? This is not a kid I don't, show. I don't. There's not any children there's, in the room. I know. Mine's okay. back there from Dusto Pussy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mix the pussy song with the Cheech's speeches and yeah. Cheech's speeches. Because on the uh, on the soundtrack, they break them down into three different speeches. Yeah. So yeah. do you? You know that they used to tr- they used to play in Deep Ellum like every other week. Did they really? Yeah. Hmm. Like I have no idea why they why hmm. a band from Eastern Europe played around here that much. But wow, <laughs> lots of fans, I guess. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, and into my series, Hellraiser Bloodline. I liked that one. I liked the first third of this film more than it, uh, most of the other films mm-hmm. because okay. it goes into the history of the. I'm box. seeing two directors. I'm wondering which segment. Which segment, like the director, didn't want his name on? Because it is a, it is an Alan Smithy film. True. And Maybe I, it was after all the shenanigans in space took off. He's like, I'm not doing that, and Kevin Yeager took over. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I've never heard. I mean, that's the thing is, whenever you list an Alan Smithy project, you don't learn who the director actually was. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> See, when I get out there in, in in all of my directorial stuff, I'm fine with the trailers being from. From the mind of, <laughs> from the director of, and you're like, oh, I watched that movie. This one must be good too. Um, Jack Frost. I like that one. Not Michael Keaton's lovely little cheery tale of Jack Frost, but mm-hmm. the uh, really bad suit. Snowman. Yeah. 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 Okay. And moving on. Scream. Yay. Yeah. Wes Craven almost did not do that film. Hmm. I wonder if it would have gotten made. <laughs> um, I don't know, because they, they approached him first, mm. and this is all based on his biography, and he was like, no, I don't think I'm going to pass on that. And then he sat and thought about it, and he went through this big, huge uh, auction kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he took some time, and he was like, am I getting too old? Yeah, screw it. I'll do it. Because <laughs> he was like, "This is what I've done." It's right. Uh, it's it's definitely take. a teenage yeah. movie. I, I mean, it's the the problem. The I I remember I remember watching it and liking it the first time. Yeah. Then I watched it a second time, and immediately my favor for it fell. Yeah, mm. and mainly because. It builds itself as a parody, right? And it doesn't have the tone, no. right? Like it, I don't know what the tone it goes for. I sort of like the tone as far as like the tense area of a of a town in the grips of a serial right. killing, and right, everything. Right. Like all those establishing shots, like it, Craven does a good job with all that. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's a town where everybody is a horror fan, yeah. and everybody speaks so sly. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like, we're all really hip. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what age you are. They all sound true. like the same person. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> um, and then you have... Uh, Bordello Blood. Jamie... The actor's name. The guy that knows everything. Jamie Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah. The, the, the aspiring the, film student in the second one. Yeah. Yes. Which, if you kind of think about it, Scream and Scream 2 are almost in comparison as far as mood... As Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, yeah, Evil Dead's a little more serious. Scream's a little more serious, and Evil Dead Two's just kind of way out there, funny. And Scream Two does the same thing when he gets into the. <gasps> Scream. There's going to be more blood. I, There's going to be you know. 
I I gotta say, Scream Two I ended up liking a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you go back and watch it now. You've got Jackie from Roseanne and Timothy Oliphant are the killers. Spoilers. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I don't know. It was it was just this during this time period that those movies are what kind of set me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know where they kind of team based and they, we they, you knew that was the demographic but it was like but they were also here are the unstoppable forced force of, of they stopped villain, them all in the 80s and they came know? back in 2000 yeah yeah but th- but the thing is is and we're getting completely out of this era but I you know, think we're gonna stop in 2010 anyway so yeah. we wouldn't hit this one but scream four. That movie made me realize exactly what the problem I kind of have with the movie is, is that it ages itself. Like, you know, with these R-rated teen films, they're meant for ages 17 through the through college. Right. That is exactly what they're meant yeah. for. Right. So, you always, so you have adults that they either talk about them in the way that Charlie Brown and their, and their Peanuts crew talk about their parents, yeah. where they're not really there, or they're, they've done something stupid. That's like made the lives hell for teenagers. Like yeah. The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. and the, the, that's the re- like I don't know if you got to that one. Scream Four. Yeah, I hate. No, I stopped movie. it too. I, I I've seen Scream, them. Scream I Four. Just... Scream Four is like nostal like the like nostalgia at first, mm-hmm. and then the overall message of the movie ends up being that you have to pass the torch to a new generation. Nobody wants you anymore. So I'm like, I don't know who's what audience this movie's for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's not it's okay. not a uh, all right a good. Then of course MTV had to do a series based on it. So yeah, yeah. Whatever. Oh yes, Tales from the Crypt again. Yay, Bordello Blood. Bordello Blood. That was fun. a good one. A lot funnier. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Dennis Miller wit wise cracking his way yep. through the entire yeah. thing. Yep. Um, more Stephen King coming in with thinner. Mm-hmm. Solid. I don't remember if it was a theatrical or not. I think it was. Was it? I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say I remembered seeing it in the theater, mm-hmm. or at least on the marquee. Um, and then there's others, and there's others, and there's some others, and then oh, Alien Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, which a lot of people had problems with that one. The writer did. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was man, Joss Whedon hates everything that he did, everything he wrote before a certain year. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, I don't know. I I. I I personally liked the human alien that kills the queen alien. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of my favorite aliens once I saw it, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." I the scene the scene where they they do the airlock return again. Yeah, that, and that's the thing is that this, that series has always been about blowing out whatever alien yeah. through an airlock. Yeah, true. But they did it in a way that was new because they did right. it with the human alien and they gave it that weird child cry yes. with a pained expression on oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, like, it didn't, just... it did, you didn't have the triumph moment with that. It was right. like, it was more like a, Oh, Oh, that's yeah. kind of sad, <laughs> but it's kind of good. I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, it was a little weird with him sniffing the queen and then sniffing Scorny and then sniffing. And that was kind of weird. But well, then he was like, sniffs the queen wait, no, you're my mom. Her, then her that big old thing ain't my mom. I'm going to kill, kill it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was all right. Um, American Werewolf in Paris. Pretty um, big movie. It's not bad. I, I wouldn't hold it up to the first one. But no. It, it doesn't have It doesn't have anything anything of the tone of the no, first movie. No, I it's, can it's, honestly it's say it's, again, it's kind of it. targeted for that teen audience. Teen audience. I haven't yeah. seen it. 
You haven't seen the Paris? Mm-hmm. It's on the theater. Um, Anaconda mm-hmm. with Ice Cube and Jennifer I Lopez. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Thought they were going to break out on dance on that boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was all right. I mean, for giant snake movie. And then evidently got on a plane sometime later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> or had some babies on a plane. Yeah, had some babies yeah, on a plane. Um, Keanu Reeves, Al Pacino, Charlie Theron. That's a rock solid cast right there. It was a good one. It's a great Devil's movie. Cabinet. It was a yeah. good movie. I watched that the other day. There you are, Eddie. God's own little perfect creature. <laughs> <laughs> what would what would a show be without Paul and his impressions? Nothing. Nothing. We are very boring people without yeah, Paul. We are. We're, we're boring without Paul. Um, I have seen Devil's Advocate about a dozen times. Yeah, yes. I've, I saw it's it not good. too long Chris ago. really likes that film. I liked that's it. Mo- that is a movie you can definitely play in the background. Because oh, yeah. the dialogue is is like more than half of that movie. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Um, Paul W.S. Anderson, Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill. Event Horizon. I, I just that watched film. that one for the first time the other day. It's a great film. I remember. I remember when it was advertised. They advertised it as a ghost story in space, which yes. was a novel concept at the time. But it didn't prepare you at all for what it really was. Yeah. Yeah, because you get in a, you get to watching it and you're like, wait, whoa, what? I re- the first I remember the first time I watched it, whenever they were decoding the message left on the ship computer, mm-hmm. is like, liberate te de inferno. I mean, like. Like you know, like in the uh, they were translating it from right. Latin, and I was like, "That's hell." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Okay, yeah. that's not." What and I then of course you have the, the the iconic line from Lawrence Fishburne when they first walk in: "This place is a tomb." Mm-hmm. It was great, and the whole start out with the whole dream sequence at the beginning just mm-hmm. really sets the pace for the rest of the film, and you're stuck. You're like there. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a it's a great it's a great tone and world building. Yep. world building. Yeah, which is made it unique in this period because it really wasn't set for the teens. It was set for straight yeah. up horror fans. Yeah, right. That like sci-fi. Um, but back to the teen films. <laughs> I know what you did last summer. Let's, I don't know what you did last summer. Let's run over a fisherman and um, have him come back with a hook oh, and kill us all. Texas I, native Jennifer Love Hewitt. I. I can't get behind the like the character like I know this is based off a teen book mm-hmm. too like Lois whatever her name is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I can't get behind the characters in this one but I like this movie a lot better than Scream. Yes. I liked it better too but it was every time I would see the fisherman part I would mm. think fish sticks you know the <laughs> Gordon's fisherman it's what I saw every freaking time. You know what don't I mean? Don't trust the Gordon's Fisherman. Don't, yeah, don't trust, trust him. him. <laughs> um, but you, you can almost really look at the cast and go, okay, that's a teen film. Because you got Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Ryan, Ryan Phillippe. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, those are all just the teen heartthrobs of the time anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Let's throw a whole bunch of teens yeah. in a movie and call it good. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you get some really good directors come in, like Guillermo del Toro. With mimic. With mimic. mimic, and that was a brilliant film. I liked that one. That a one lot. had that one had a lot of studio interference too, though. Yeah. Have you have you watched the director's cut? I'm no, not seeing the director's cut. It's sort of incomplete because they really? wouldn't even like the and the studio involvement didn't even let him film all of the stuff he wanted for the director's yeah. cut. Oh. That didn't surprise me. So, 
you know, because this was before Hellboy, so he was still really coming into his own right. in the Hollywood system. That is that is one of those director's cuts that is completely different, though. Kind of like the Cabal cut? Yeah, because there are stuff that was filmed exclusively for the studio cut. Yeah. Right. So it is completely alternate in some yeah. areas. Or like right. the Donner cut of Superman 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Night Flyer wasn't I, bad. That is... Mm, one of my favorite Stephen King movies. Yeah. I've not seen that one. I maybe I have. I just don't remember. Yeah, uh, it's a sort semi detective tale with Miguel Ferrer, where he's following this guy that's flying into small town airports, and the person on the radio always ends up dead. Yeah, like, hollowed out at the huh. neck. Yeah, that sounds real familiar. Yeah, but um, it has an amazing ending. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Another great one that came out during that time, um, The Relic. Liked mm. The Relic. Good creature feature. There's yeah. a lot of creature features. There, there are. are. Yeah. Oh, Lots. and then, then we're back to Scream. Yeah. yeah. I, sc- I screamed. You did. I did. I'm proud <gasps> of you. That was good. <laughs> Dynamic. Oh. Um, Make your wishes. So, for, for, wish for, the, for the people who don't mind a good... Uh, uh, video number uh, I did have The Ugly marked The Ugly is a solid solid serial killer film is it really? I haven't seen that one yeah, it's uh, New Zealand uh, oh, okay. but it's about like uh, it's all set during a psychologist interview with this guy trying to figure out if he's certifiably sane talking about all that talking oh, about uh, okay. his gotcha, killing gotcha, gotcha. yeah okay but Deals. It's sort of like a weird take on the Ugly Duckling story. Gotcha. Huh. Okay. <laughs> and since this was still kind of like um, the infancy of the internet, you really don't have what you have today, where you can just go watch any, pretty much any film from any country mm-hmm. at any time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the foreign ones, you either happen to see it in the video store, or it happened to be in the on the marquee at the theater, or you didn't see it. Well, I got into. Our, I can tell you from perspective this is the era that i got into argento because uh anchor bay started releasing movies on dvd right towards the end of this era yeah right i do remember that the only place i could buy that stuff was at suncoast right so it was it was but they only sold things at retail yeah so the first argento movie i bought was tenebrae a 70s film that I bought for $30 on Jesus DVD. Christ. On DVD. Yeah, that was their only problem, though. That was their only problem. Is they, they, didn't, they didn't have... Because there wasn't really much comp- competition no, for them. Everything was everything was retail. This is yeah. before Best Buy even was figures. even selling movies, right. really. Yeah. Okay, we got to keep moving. Okay. Um, moving into now... Oh, Wishmaster, that's where we were. Yep. yep. Wishmaster. There again, Robert England. Yeah, I've got I've got some friends who swear by that movie. I love that movie. It's one of the most unique makeups I've seen for a creature or for mm-hmm. that type of film. Um, and then uh, Andrew Divoff is just phenomenal in it. Yeah, yeah it it's a it's a it's a unique place for a horror film. Yeah, because you, the think about it, you know, the gin is an all powerful being. It's just right. one that doesn't you don't immediately pop off an idea for a horror. Phenomenal film. cosmic power, itty bitty little space. Terrifying. Anyway, but no, I really liked it because he showed great chops between when he was in makeup and when he wasn't in makeup. You know, because he had that sly, charismatic way of pulling that wish out and then he was just downright vicious evil when he was not in human form 
I, I really liked what he did. <coughs> um, moving into 98, we got App Pupil, which I would consider more a thriller than a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But I guess basing it on the Holocaust kind of makes it horrific. It, well, it is a Stephen King story, isn't it? Uh, I, don't I thought I, I thought it was. It might be. Like I, you know, like I thought it was a story treatment or something. It might have been, or I mean, it could have been back from the Bachman times. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, ooh, yay, Brody Chucky. Ooh, we talked about them. <laughs> Other shows. The Faculty. Faculty. I love the Faculty. Great movie. Yes. Great the, use of, of horror intertwined with sci-fi again. And that yeah. one, that one actually stands. That one actually stands up from the teen era. Yeah. This one is Kevin Williamson penned as well. Right. But you got Robert Rodriguez directing it. Yeah. yeah exactly. And so then it's a little more. You get, you get people like uh, Elijah Robert Wood. Patrick, Patrick, and <laughs> and Elijah Wood. I mean, it's a great cast. Like your speed, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a great film. One of my uh, favorites. I watch it every time it's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here we go. H two O. Yeah. Jim and Lee Curtis. The uh, great thing about this one is after all of these years, she finally decides, I'm done. Come here. Mm-hmm. And she just starts chasing him. And yeah. it's like, wait a minute. These tables turned. That's kind of weird. There was, That was pretty divisive at the time, though. Yeah. Because yeah. there were some people that were irritated with that ending of that. Yeah. Right. Like, she beheads him and then it's like over and you're just like, what no yeah until you get to the next one right where which if you're where, irri- where, which, where she if, dies which if you're irritated with halloween h2o you'd definitely be irritated with the definitely next would be yeah. irritated yeah. with the next one now what did i tell you i was dressing up as michael get back out in that truck <laughs> <laughs> oh man good times good times still know what you did last summer no no <laughs> We're on an island this time. Woo! Right. Uh, Prophecy 2. Phantasm 4. Yep. Oh, Heather's favorite remake. Psycho. Psycho. The remake of Psycho. They need, shot for shot. Yes. They needed a different different actress in that is not. Sucked. That is not my problem with that movie. That no. is one of my... Uh, there's other problems with that movie, but that was one of my biggest. So you liked Vince Vaughn in that one? Uh, he stood up better than some. It's true. It's he, true. Yeah. Um, I definitely liked his character better than Anne Heche. I can't. I can't. Mm, I can't pro- watch my, anything that she's in. My it problem just makes is me. My problem is I can't remember who the DP on that is on that movie. But yeah. it's someone that does other decent films, right? And like Gus Van Sant is. Shown, is a that may be who I'm thinking of. He's a DP by nature who became a director, right? And he's good. The thing is, is when you're doing shot for shot, you're just aping someone else. Exactly. You so gotta you do wa- something to. <laughs> to, to like, to oh look, put a little twist this time in color. It's right? the Ted Turner of horror. Yeah, of, of horror <laughs> it's remakes. Like, <laughs> it's like, come on, you know, change an establishing shot yeah. or something. You know. Um it was alright. I watched it. It was okay. It was Gus Van um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Ring. Like The Ring. It was pretty good. Japanese. It was different for the time. Japanese original. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. love that movie. You know what I didn't notice on, on this list? Didn't The Grudge came out about the same time? Grudge is 2000. 
Was it really? Yeah. I could have sworn it was around the same it's time. A, well, it's, I mean, it's around the same time. We're in 98 here. It's true. So it's within a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, 2004. Um, with the American version or the Japanese uh, version? The American version. Well, because uh, I'm thinking also the American version of The Ring, the, which I thought came the, out the Japanese about the same time. The Japanese one will be time. called Juwan. Uh, 2002. 2002. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I thought the American The Ring... And the Grudge with Sarah Michelle Gellar both came out well, actually, around the same actually, time. Well, actually, you've got a point there because they didn't release the Japanese ring on video here until, until the American version. Right, came Hush. Out. exactly. So, Hush. It was a couple of years later. Hush. Yeah. Um, Baby Cujo, knock it off. Right. Stop it! Don't look. <laughs> ah. No. Um, no. Yeah. D. Snyder's attempted a film. I still have that on. I still have that They're soundtrack on my MP3 cool. player. Do you really? Yeah, it's it's solid. It's solid rock from that era. True. Well, I mean, I missed it. What are we talking about? D. Snyder's film. Oh, Strangeland. He's talking about a sequel. Is he? Yes. Yep. I can't wait. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. I liked Strangeland. It was. I got it. It mm-hmm. was definitely not something that. I got really loud there. Sorry. No. You did. It's definitely you not one of. I like this movie. It's not something that you would. Like in the whole teen movies, yeah, and you have this one, movie. and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. This is the anti teen movie. This is the anti teen movie. I remember showing that to a bunch of my friends for a Halloween get together. Yeah. And uh, did you go with the Prince Albert? <laughs> <laughs> it was a great film. It I is. thought it was done very, very well. And he had talked about that the whole first our, uh, Stay Hungry album was kind of loosely based on. His concept of that, especially when he gets into talking about Captain Howdy and, and the songs and mm-hmm. and all that, so he had already had plans for it. Yeah. I think he did a better job than Rob ever did for Halloween. Yeah, it's a it's a it's sort of interesting in that it it plays with the morality take like yeah. Saw did exactly because he but doesn't kill better. anybody. Because I didn't like Saw, but. Uh, yeah. I saw uh, on the DVD he's got some behind the scenes and he's like look at me in a cardigan can you imagine me in a cardigan <laughs> I was like that's kind of funny um, Urban Legend another teen great thing mm-hmm. forgot it was Jared Leto yeah. Alicia Witt I, I, remember I don't know what Re- happened to her but I remember it was Rebecca Gayhart because everybody was like oh it's the Noxima girl so <laughs> 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 evidently she was famous for the Noxima yes, commercials yes she was uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. I liked James that Wood, one. Daniel Baldwin. Um, Mike, not so much. But. Yeah, it was it was it was more actiony than I expected for a vampire film. Yeah, it was more like a western vampire. Yeah, film where he's just like on the hunt. It, it kind I think it kind of reminded me of something that could happen like here. Yeah. It's like you Magnificent I mean? Seven, but we're chasing vampires. <clears throat> Man, I was watching a lot of Asian horror films at this time. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Whispering Corridors and like. Oh, I was watching Korean films at this time, too. Oh, well, there you go. Interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's going to show up on the list, but, you know, there was a sequel to John Carpenter's Vampires. Yeah, I think that will be in the next era. Yeah. I was just surprised to see who the main person was in it. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on to the tail end of the 90s. It's a very, very tail, tail end. The astronaut's in. wife. Mm-hmm. Yes. Astronaut's wife's ass end. Okay. <laughs> you could make a decent play out of that movie. You could. Like, it, there's very little in the way of special effects or anything. Very exactly. little scene changes or yeah. anything. But 
it was one of those that had such great suspense mm-hmm. that it really kept you engro- in, entranced into it and engrossed into it. Everybody does solid does a solid job on the yeah. performance to, side oh, too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, oh look, more Japanese films. Audition, <laughs> which I've not audition. seen. I've not seen, but I, saw audition. I need to. It's a yeah. great movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. The reason I found out about it is Chris and I had taken a, a, a small weekend trip down to Austin. Mm-hmm. And Fantasia. we had came, yeah, we had come back to the hotel room from dinner. We were just kind of chilling and relaxing. And I just happened to flip the channels and catch Bravo's top 50 horror films you must watch. And we saw it and was like, we've got to go watch that now. And mm-hmm. it was worth it, definitely. Yeah. I, I watched... And during this era, I watched a ton of Takashi Miike. Yeah. And I think that was probably the first one I saw. Yeah, it's a great film. He doesn't really do horror, is the thing. That's the closest thing he's done to an actual horror, but that is also possibly his most accessible movie. Yeah. Like, to an audience. Because yeah. you start watching his other movies, and you just go, oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but... But he's a renowned director, Takashi Miiki. Yeah. Um, and then we have, ooh, the birth of the trend of... You have missed Bats, fa- my friend. Miss ba- I'm sorry. Could, I didn't, have you I not seen Bats? Lou Diamond I, Phillips. I oh, it was awesome. I remember Lou Diamond Phillips and stuff. What, mm-hmm. what they were, I don't always Bats? remember. Do you, do, you remember do you remember that nice uh, metal song it had for the for the theme? I do. Bats, 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 bats. They're going to get you. Bats, bats, bats. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 <laughs> probably watched it then. I know you did. I probably I know did. you did. I'm sure I did. So, okay. Okay. All so, right. you know, and then the birth of the trend of the found footage. <sighs> I don't know which projects. That's all we got to say about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Force come. Moving uh, on. Candyman. Like the, I like the Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Candyman. It's a great good. one. Tony Todd. No. Right? Mm-hmm. That one was Showtime, if I remember right. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we'll move on to, before there were snakes on a plane, a shark ate him. A motherfucking shark ate him. <laughs> and Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Which I really like Thomas Jane in that film as the shark wrangler yeah. mm-hmm. before he did The Punisher. Yeah, uh, it was it was a pretty decent film. I mean, yeah. not really plausible in yeah, any whatever. aspect, but whatever. It was okay. Some movies are just not that. Yeah. just not plausible. Um, and that's okay. End of days. I liked. Eh. It's okay. Yeah, it, it was a Schwarzenegger Chad, film. Chad likes that one, and I'm not a big fan. It's a Schwarzenegger film. I'm just it's not. really what it is. <sighs> just, <laughs> just put some creepy stuff in. And, you know, we, we I, bring the women in by bringing in Gabriel Byrne. So, well, that's the thing is, I think I'm most disappointed in that. It's like Gabriel Byrne is Satan. That can work. Yeah. Oh, but you're gonna replace him with a CG blob bat yeah. thing or whatever right. about midway through. I, it's okay, but the only part I really remember is when. He was making out with the mom and the sister, and they kind of like mixed into one person. I was like, wow, that was cool. (laughs) Okay. Um, Soundtrack was good. Yeah, soundtrack was good. But he was also out in Stigmata. He was. Right about that same time. Mm -hmm. He was. I I don't dislike that one as much as you do. No, I'm not a big Stigmata fan. It's not really a horror film, though. No. (laughs) It's very preachy. Well, it's also pop preachy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, but then they have 
Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson in The Haunting. The Haunting. And CG Lions. Yeah, CG Ugh. everything. CG, CG baby The doll heads. faces. And CG everything. Everything was CG. I think CG. The, fire in the, in the fireplace was CG. Yeah. I mean, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. If it, if it wasn't on in if it wasn't on his face in other movies, I'd have said Owen Williams' nose or CG. Yeah. The the thing is is that the thing is that this leads directly in. We got Haunting remake, right? Where they took a really really subtle movie and turned it into that CG fest, right? And we've got House on Haunted Hill, which I like almost that one. backwards. It's, like, it's got a lot of CG in it, but, but it made a much better story than the, the original. original. And I really like. I love the original. And I love that remake. Yeah. I, d- I do too. Um, <laughs> one of my faves. But if it's just, on, I'm watching it. Yeah. And really, I, I really liked Chris Kattan in this one. Yeah, he was. His well, character was so out of his norm. Yeah. For what he would do. Yeah. And instead of making him over the top, they just had him be neurotic. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it's like he's like a. Who wants their money now? I do. I'll take it. I do. Let's, give, me that give me the hell out of here. <laughs> I, I want out. I'll take now. it now. Let's go. Come on. Um, but it was a great film. Yeah. Yeah. Second but, one, not so much. Uh, yeah. No. And then Lake I have Placid. Lake Placid, which Mike has never seen. Yeah. I've, uh, seen I've seen what everybody else shows, so I've seen Betty a majority White. of it. I mean, come on now. How bad could it be? It's got Betty White. Well, how many times Bill do you have Pullman, to see her Bridget go, Fonda. I help you meet your friends? <laughs> it, it's important. you got to see it. It, it's it's well done. It is, it is well, well done. done. It's a it's a horror film from the guy that brought us well, Ally McBeal. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I've seen a great majority of it, but not all in one sitting. You need to sit down and watch the whole thing. I tried to. I couldn't find it. Ooh! If you want to get depressed by a horror film, mm-hmm. watch The Nameless or Los Nombre. Um. Okay. Yeah. It's from the same guy that did the. I was just gonna skip right over that one because it was Nameless. <laughs> <laughs> For if you if you've watched any of the REC movies, like those zombie films that uh-huh. Quarantine right. was based on, yeah. right? It's same director. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. I did try watching Breck. Yeah, but of course Spanish. And then I realized, wait, this is Quarantine. Watch Breck two. It's it a completely different thing. Than I heard. Quarantine the, I heard too. four is really good. The, I actually because Quarantine right. didn't make it that far. Yeah, I watched Quarantine the other day. And then when I watched Quarantine, I was like. Hey, that's Dexter's sister. Yes, yes it yeah. is. Yeah, it is. Okay, um, moving on. Okay, uh, Rage Carry 2 mm-hmm. was a great film. Yep. I really liked uh, Malcolm McDowell in it. It was really good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ring 2. It was good. It was good. You've actually seen the Japanese version? No. I haven't seen any of the Japanese versions on that one. That one is not the same as The Ring 2 American. Is it really? No, this one is like a whole bunch of short stories that all merge at different points. Really? Like huh. an anthology kind of thing? Yeah. Well, we need it, to see this. Yes, one, we do. That one's really good. Awesome. We need to see this. Okay. Which way should wonder if it leans up to The Rings we just watched. Maybe. Maybe. Have you seen it, Paul? I have not. Oh, we've got it. Paul, we it's have it. It's on our voodoo. It. You should watch it with us. <laughs> you should. Okay. Um, uh, and then we have Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy which Hollow. not really... It's, it's, it's a, it is probably Tim Burton's most beautiful film. It is it's very, very pretty. Good, yes. It's very pretty. Yeah. But not so much... Well, I would say it was probably his best looking film up that until wasn't like Miss Peregrine. That wasn't that's like a beautiful super film. cartoony. Oh, true, true. Yeah. Miss Peregrine's a beautiful film. I didn't even yes, realize that was Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stigmata. We mm-hmm. talked about that. It's 
a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. Stir of Echoes. Uh, Stir of Echoes. Echoes, which I really liked that one because it was a good, unique take on the haunting. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. it, they put it more into the, we opened up your mind, now you can start sensing. Well, do you know who wrote it? I don't. That's the same guy that wrote I'm Legend, Richard Matheson. Okay. And okay. Somewhere in Time. Oh, yeah, okay. there you yeah. go, there you go. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And then, uh, of course, you got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Virus. Mm -hmm. Another great film. Heather and I were talking about this, and I don't think you were quite here yet. We failed to mention in 1989, Leviathan and Deep Star Six. Yes, we did. Yeah. And those are pretty... Dude, I was like, Virus, didn't those come around? And then I looked it up, and no. Um, and then, of course, Wishmaster moves on with his mm -hmm. second one. I didn't watch the third one, because from what I understand, it's not um, uh, Andrew Duvoff in the third one. It's somebody else. So I didn't watch that one. But there we go. Into the 90s. Into the 90s. Mm. Okay. That's so, does, it, does everybody have a favorite from this period, since no, we're all kind of like... Hellraiser 4. Hellraiser 4? Okay. The Faculty. I gotta go to the Frighteners. That, oh, dir yeah. that director's cut but makes see, all the difference. Granted, it was, the director's cut wasn't released in this era, but right. yeah. right. well, that's okay. Um, I like I like a good adventure horror film. Sometimes yeah. I mean so. I like the Frighteners in general. It was good. a great film. It was a good one. Um, I hadn't seen it until now. You Halloween. said that they moved into more of the ghosts. Do they bring more into his backstory of losing his wife and all that? Yes, there's a little bit. In, there's a little bit more into you it. Really, don't see the, much about that I, other than when will, he's playing basketball. I will say, most of the stuff they added is character building in the beginning. Okay. So there is a shot in there that will break your heart the second time you watch it. Because wow. because Katie had seen the theatrical cut, right. and I sh I was like, I was told her you know, last night when we were watching, it's like you got to watch the director's cut. It's going to add a little bit more to it. Right. And there's a scene in there where they're talking about his house that mm -hmm. you remember there there was that whole dispute before she right. his wife died and everything. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a scene of him just sawing off pieces of the house and putting it into the fire for warmth. Wow. And Katie was like, "What?" And my wife, she was watching it. She was just like, that is heartbreaking. <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say it, it was a very interesting character for Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs makes that movie. He yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. It was, it was There's a lot fun. more with him in the director's cut, too. Was there? Really? It like, talks about awesome. all his FBI backstory. Nice. Cool. Okay. Got to see that. Um, but there we go. That's the tail end of the 90s. We'll be moving into the new millennium in the next couple of shows. You look kind of weird. You just like froze. And I was like, what are you doing, Paul? Uh, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> He's having an episode. To, uh, check out our Facebook, our Twitter, and our Instagram. And uh, you can always go over to fearcentral.net and check out all we got over there, including our new Amazon store where you Ooh. can purchase great horror paraphernalia there um and then don't forget to subscribe to us on uh google play yes google and, and itunes iTunes. see i lost i created a lot there <laughs> um and uh i don't think there's anything else to say how about stay scared oh fear central is a product of thoughtbox studios copyright 2017 for more information, visit thoughtboxstudios.com.